War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 81. Terrell Zachary, Jarris McIntyre. Uh, it is October 25th, Sunday night, about 10.15. Uh, for some reason, I record these late on the weekends. I don't know. Maybe I'm just waiting for football games to end or whatever. As of right now, Panthers and Eagles are still playing. Uh, I've been following along on Twitter. What is it? Carolina's up eight with nine minutes to go. Okay. Um, so I just got done watching the football review show, which for whatever reason I have Dish because I had DirecTV and we moved to our new house and Dish is the only thing that works. I didn't want Charter. So I have Dish and the review show for some reason comes on, well, it comes on Fox Sports um, and or Fox, yeah, Fox Sports South. For whatever reason, unless the Braves are playing, that channel is not in HD on Dish. Don't know why. Uh, when I was growing up, the review show came on the NBC affiliate, and it felt important and all that. Um, right now, the NBC affiliate that we get is out of Columbus, and they showed the Georgia and then the Alabama one. Not sure why. Anyway, enough about that. So they opened the review show with locker room stuff, talking to players, which they hardly ever do, which used to be my favorite thing uh, back in the Phil Snow days of the review. Um, But every single player, Kozan, uh, Melvin Ray, Jason Smith, I think even Sean White, basically said what I said yesterday. It was a slow start. But then once Auburn caught back up, I mean, halfway through this, everybody had conceded the game in the first quarter. Uh, But halfway through the second quarter, Auburn took over. And, you know, it was kind of an even back-and-forth game after that. And once they got into four overtimes, somebody was going to win and somebody was going to lose. It was just one of those things. Uh, Auburn looked awesome at points in overtime and looked like they had won it two or three times. Arkansas then came back, had that one-play drive where – you know, they had, we had a missed tackle, and the guy ran down, and I think that actually won it. I know that they ended up – we ended up being stopped, but that play is what won it because it got their crowd, like, fully into it, and they knew all they had to do was stop Auburn. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, I don't think you can look at, at yesterday's loss and think anything went backwards. You can say the defense was bad, but the defense has been – the defense was – no worse than it has been at any point this season. Uh, Muschamp spoke with the media tonight and said, you know, after he graded it out or whatever he does, you know, people who actually know what's going on, um, he said that the run defense did actually get better. The linebackers played semi-decent. I mean, Alex Collins, their running back, was I think he was third or fourth in the SEC. He, He, you know, I don't know how to say this without sounding dumb. Uh, he got the most of the most of his. He had a high amount of yards because he ran the ball every other play. Uh, I mean, there was only two or three plays where it looked like, okay, he's a great running back. I mean, he ran it up the middle for two yards every once in a while. And, uh, he caught a screen pass and ran it twenty yards or so. Uh, he didn't look. He looked like a good player because they just handed the ball to him every play. Um, I feel like the Auburn defense, the run defense, when they were running between the tackles, I can only think of maybe like one time where he kind of busted through the line and got about 
eight yards. Other than that, Montrevious Adams and all them, they were stuffing the stuffing the line pretty good and and the run game after the first quarter wasn't a humongous factor. I mean you could say maybe that second overtime. Yeah, after Auburn scored really, really quickly. Uh yeah, the second overtime they actually had the other back in there that ran it two or three times and it made it look simple, but um, you know, that's their strength. They have the biggest offensive line. Yeah, nobody's ever said nobody said that since the game was over. Everybody talked all week about how they had the biggest offensive line even in the NFL. They talked about that during their game. They all are over 315 pounds. They would they're actually the biggest offensive line in college football and the NFL combined. And their offensive line didn't do too much. I mean, yes, I don't I mean, I don't know. It wasn't like Auburn got pressure. Auburn had a sack. That was only their sixth sack of the entire year. Uh, and it was a pretty huge sack uh, by President. I still don't know how to say his first name. I'm going to say Gimmel, um, even though it looks like Jamel. I'll say Jamel President. That sounds more right. Uh, and like I said, I mean, the line was stuffed a lot. It never just looked like – it never – it didn't look like Peyton Barber in the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, I mean, he was busting holes and running 10, 15 yards. I don't remember Alex Collins doing that. I kind of remember the other guy doing it every once in a while in overtime. But anyway, I'm stuck on run defense. Um, so, I mean, all the coaches, Malzahn said after the game, everybody was taking it really hard, and they should. You should take a loss like that really hard for about a day. Then you get back into practice and you look forward to Ole Miss, who is beatable. At home, for sure. I wish it was night because then I'd feel really confident about it. But I feel like Auburn could beat anybody at home, especially at night. Um, and Ole Miss is not, you know, I said this, I've gone through this whole thing every week. Since beating Alabama, they got killed by Florida. They didn't beat Vanderbilt that convincingly. Um, they lost to Memphis. So that's two losses. Uh, they killed New Mexico State, doesn't count. And then last night they beat uh, Texas A&M 23-3, which sounds like a great off, great defensive performance against a team like Texas A&M. But I read an article earlier from some beat reporter in Houston that basically the team, Texas A&M, is completely divided. Uh, there's all this drama. Kyle Allen, the original starter, starting quarterback, the guy I played last year, um, he was basically terrible in the first part of the game last night. And then they – oh, let me back up. His backup, Kyler – can't think of it now. The guy who came in and played against Alabama a little bit. He was he was apparently possibly maybe promised playing time. And – when he came in the Alabama game, he kind of felt like he had finally gotten his playing time, and they threw an interception, and they took him out. Apparently, he cussed out the offensive coordinator. So they decided, all right, well, you're not going to play next week. Well, they still took him to the game and dressed him out. So that made a bunch of people mad because they said, okay, you're going to go play. You're going to go, but you're not going to play. So then last night the Ole Miss game, Kyle Allen looked awful and, I mean, just terrible. 
and eventually instead of putting in Kyler, they put in the third string quarterback. I don't know at what point I was I was at a uh, I was at the Montgomery Zoo at Boo Zoo Zoo Boo whatever you want to call it, but I was saying all that to say the fact that. Texas A&M only scored three points is not really a fact of great defense by Ole Miss because the defense has not been good recently, uh, not as good, especially against Florida's so-so offense and Memphis. Uh, so there's a lot of factors there that made that score 23-3. That being said, Texas A&M has no defense and Ole Miss only scored 23 points at home at night. So – I feel good all of a sudden. I feel like if Auburn plays like they played, and I said this last night, second quarter on, then they'll beat Ole Miss. I don't – there's still people acting like Ole Miss is like light years ahead of Auburn, and they're not. If Auburn's playing like we know they can, like they did through most of overtime, like they did in the fourth quarter, like they did at the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third quarter – they're a good team. I mean, their defense, the defense does just enough, and the offense is starting to make explosive plays. And Ole Miss is coming in. They still control their own destiny. Yeah, they may not in the playoff, but in the SEC, they've only got one loss. They lost to Alabama. If they beat LSU, they'll have the tiebreaker. They already have the tiebreaker of Alabama. If they win out, they're the SEC West champion. That doesn't mean anything. we still got a whole second half of the season to go. But – I feel like Ole Miss is on the way down. The way that they didn't blow out a completely split and defeated Texas A&M team shows me that. The way they lost to Memphis, the way they struggled against Vandy. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm being a homer saying that I think Auburn could beat Ole Miss. Uh, and now, after everything I've heard about Texas A&M, I feel like Auburn can beat Texas A&M. The only thing that bothers me there is that it's going there. Uh, maybe they will have fixed a quarterback problem by then. Maybe they'll put in Kyler or whatever, even though, even though he cusses out the offensive coordinator because he's not playing. Uh, but I don't know. It The article I read, you'll have to go on Twitter, look, search Texas A&M split or something like that. It looks like the team is 1,000% quit and they're split up. I mean, it's like – Half of them are fine with Kyle Allen. Half of them are fine with the other guy. Half of them don't care. You know, just whatever. So, if that's if that's how this team is, if that it, which is what a lot of you said Auburn was in week three, which is totally untrue. Watch any game review to see the locker room after the game and tell me if they look split. Um, you know, Auburn will be the more. I mean, right now it looks like Auburn's the more stable team than Texas A and M. Honestly. Just from what I read, which wasn't like an opinion blog. This was like a writer who follows the team and covers the team. Um, so anyway, um, I haven't written my Arkansas review yet. I guess I'll do that now. But it's you know, I it, it's one of the, I'm already over it. It's they're one of those teams where it'll sting for the rest of the year just because. But I have a feeling like they did last year. They're going to turn it on, and they'll beat some teams that you wouldn't have thought they would beat a few weeks ago. Um, of course, a few people thought I was – all week I was saying Auburn's going to beat Arkansas and 
they lost four games and blah, blah, blah. But I said last night, man, all week, that those four losses weren't absolutely terrible. Toledo looked like a terrible loss, but they are still undefeated and they're ranked. So it's not typical Toledo. That's a good band name. Um, so, yeah. Arkansas's done. It was it was just a loss. There were no underlying huge issues. That sounds dumb to say, but dropping passes like that is not going to happen every game. That was just it was something that it happened two or three times and it got stuck in somebody's head. It's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to happen like that anymore. Um, they'll make sure of that. And the defense is doing just enough as they have all year, really in the wins and the close losses. Um, the offense is just, I don't know, still getting used to Sean, maybe. I don't know. Yesterday shit was not getting used to Sean unless they're getting used to the fact that he throws it perfectly most of the time. Um, all right, that's it. I'm rambling. Bloggle spot number 81, done. War Eagle.